0: Indeed, it's time to go to film school. Film study professor Joe Fortunato joins us Fridays at this time. And Joe's going to take us back 35 years ago this week. This movie opened up in 1987. And what a blockbuster it was. Fatal Attraction. Joe, why don't you take it from there?
1: Well, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. And, yeah, today we are uh, celebrating, uh, if that's the right word, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 35th anniversary of Fatal Attraction, starring Michael Douglas, Glenn Close, Ann Archer, uh, directed by Adrian Lyne. Um, this was a movie that was, as you mentioned, was a huge hit at the time. It, it was; it became a pop culture phenomenon uh, being discussed on talk shows, news programs, whatnot. It was actually the highest grossing uh, film worldwide in 1987 and the second highest grossing in the United States that year. Fun fact, the highest grossing U.S. film was Three Men and a Baby. So a very <laughs> different film. Uh, moviegoers had choices, I guess, at that time. Uh, but uh, it was a, a, a budget of $14 million, so it was a fairly low-budget film. It ended up grossing $156 million, so it was very profitable. Uh, had six Oscar nominations. Didn't win any, but it was looked at favorably by the Academy. Um, Glenn Close's a uh, terrifying performance is Alec Forrest, um, the the sort of deranged woman in the in the film, was ranked number seven as the uh, uh, 100 greatest heroes and villains list on AFI's uh, list of villains. Um, it was uh, it, it had some interesting production uh, stuff. The um, the film originally was going to be uh, or was offered to directors John Carpenter and Brian De Palma, two very well thought of. Uh, directors, and, and very versed in sort of horror and suspense, they were offered to direct, but both backed out because they thought the story was too similar to a movie from 1971 called Play Misty for Me, who some, um, some of our listeners may remember. Glenn Close actually still has the knife that she used in the movie. It's hanging in her kitchen, and she likes to display it to uh, guests that come to visit her. Um, <laughs> So there's, a, there's some fun production stories there.
0: When you look at Glenn Close in this role, it was very different for her. And why don't you get into that story, Joe, because the producers weren't sure if she was the one, but then after the test, they knew she was Alex.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll get into casting here in just a second, but one thing that Glenn Close said um, in, in more recent times was that if she had really thought about it, she might not have played the character because she was um, she was kind of fearful that the film's popularity might contribute to uh, mental health stigma. And so she kind of kind of worried about that. So she might have rethought it at the time. But um, she she ended up playing the role and playing it wonderfully. In fact, it kind of coined the term and kind of gross, but a bunny boiler uh, used to describe an, uh, an obsessive woman uh, that she played in, in the uh, in the film some of in fact the original ending had her character alex committing suicide uh, and dan the 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 uh, husband being arrested for murder and then it was changed because preview audiences didn't think that alex was brought to justice so the ending that that ending by the way still appears in a japanese release but of course it was changed um to a more uh, and i'm using air quotes that you can't see on air but satisfying uh, resolution at least for the audience. A number of people were supposed to, or were either auditioned or considered to play the role of Alex. Um, Kirstie Alley, who was under consideration for the role, actually provided a tape to the to the producers of a woman who'd been stalking her husband, uh, Parker Stevenson, at the time, uh, and and they kind of used some of that. Didn't, and she didn't get the role, but they used some of that in the production. Elizabeth Shue was considered, but she was. Uh, uh, busy doing a film for Disney called Adventures in Babysitting. Sharon Stone mm-hmm. actually auditioned for the role, uh, but was passed over. Of course, she would later star famously with Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct. Sally Field was considered for the role, but turned it down because she didn't think her fans would accept her playing an antagonist. I kind of agree with her on that. I, I hard to see Sally Field in that role. Yeah. This one is the one that surprised me the most, though. Gilda Radner from Saturday Night Live auditioned for that role. I mean Gilda is lovely, God rest her soul and, and very funny. I just can't see her in that role.
0: I agree. And Michael Douglas, this was a string you mentioned, basic instinct of playing these in these psychological thrillers, right? He had quite a string of playing with not only big leading ladies, but in his very typical roles in psychological thrillers.
1: Yeah, he did. In fact, um of course he's, you know, still a star, but uh, he was a big star at the time. He was actually, um, wasn't the first choice. Uh, there was other people considered. In fact, Superman Christopher Reeve turned down the role. Um, a number of other actors, uh, The list lo- is too long to mention, were considered for the role before he ended up getting the part. But he was so busy at the time, he was also working on the film Wall Street, which was a big hit for him. Uh, he was, uh, and, and to avoid scheduling conflicts, he would have to alternate between each film during the week, which... <clears throat> Must have been a difficult thing for him to do as an actor.